Hello and thank you for joining me for this week's episode of The Daily Life Coach. I am Victor Young, your host. But before we get started today, I would like to thank our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Human Technology Solutions, where technology meets lifestyle. Look for the Dream Boss Success application in early 2017 on iOS and Android. Today's episode is Money versus Power. I'm going to say that for you one more time. Today's episode is titled Money versus Power. And folks, this is an epic war. This is not just a battle, people. This is a war. We are at war in our corporations, our banking systems, our our, our retail channels, chains, our, 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 our military, our government. We are at war. And this is not a new war. This war started several years ago. And, and up until now, money has clearly, clearly been the victor. Money, money has been leading the charge and pushing back the offensive from power for several years now, for several, several years now. Money has been winning. But recently, there have been some battles. Power has won a few battles recently. We're, we're going to talk about the difference. We're going to talk about a few types of power specifically today that money is fighting. Just so you know which side you're on, on the power side or the money side. We're going to talk about three specific components that have changed the momentum toward power and away from money. You know, there's a lot of old sayings. One of the old sayings is uh, knowledge is power. So knowledge is power. And so we had all these individuals that deemed it necessary to go to a four-year institution, maybe carry on into a graduate program and then, you know, PhD levels or even, you know, licensed and specialized practices that require additional education. And those are going to exist because they're regulated, they're licensed, and there's a major need to have that type of education. But what we're seeing now is there's more non-college graduate millionaires that are popping up every single day. And they're defying the traditional form of, of power. What that's allowed them to do, based upon the way individuals now are able to create their own power without going through some classic traditional channel of power and money, their power is growing faster, stronger, bigger. And it's happening every day. So knowledge is power. I, I don't disagree with that. However, with technology and innovation, individuals are getting this power, this knowledge power from, from you know, other places, from other research, from other individuals around the world, not just local individuals out of one educational system or institution. This power is it's real now. Then you have, you know, money can be a form of power, but we're not going to talk about that one. Let's not talk about that one because, frankly, the money that we're going to talk about today is what I consider... Old school, old money from traditional old heads, traditional individuals that are following the traditional footsteps that we've followed in this country for the last 50 years in order to create wealth. If you look into what's called futuristic studies, there's futurists out there and they talk about 
how technology and education, innovation, and the speed in which we become more knowledgeable is going to change the way we do business. It's going to change the way we want to live our lives. And it's already starting to happen with the millennial generation. Baby boomers put their head down. They ground it out. They stay with companies and organizations for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, got their pension, retired, and went on to do fun things in retirement. Or if not, they died at work in their desk and this is what you did. Then Gen Xers came down the pipeline and became a lot more innovative. Boomers were industrial. They 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 were they created a lot of industrialized industries for us and, and they put a lot on the map. You know, the veteran generation and, and baby boomers. But Gen Xers came in and they really focused on the internet innovation technology and they created the platform in which millennials have been able to take to the next level at this point. So now we're going to shift gears a little bit, and we're going to look at the power. Just the good old, hey, power is power. Some people don't believe money is power. Some people don't believe knowledge is power. Some people just believe power is power. What does that mean? What is power? Oftentimes, sheer power is just numbers. It's just sheer numbers. In past battles, individuals might have more technology, more innovation. They were just overwhelmed they were just frankly overwhelmed by the sheer number of people and they were defeated. They were defeated by a massive number of individuals. Now, millennials are a huge, huge generation. They have numbers that are staggering compared to Generation X. And last I heard, they're not making any more baby boomers right now. So unless Benjamin Buttons is uh, procreating, and we've got some Benjamin Button babies out there. I don't know. I just, in reverse, I don't see any new Gen Xers or Boomers being born. So right now, we're, we're looking at the sheer number and the power of these Millennials. And frankly, there's no more Millennials being born either. However, there's a lot of them out there. And in case you haven't noticed, they look at things completely differently than Gen Xers and Baby Boomers. How does the sheer number of individuals affect our culture, our marketplace, and frankly, how does it equate to power? I'll tell you why. Because there's a transition. The more millennials who become successful and educated and financially strong and savvy, this is when their culture, their beliefs, their attitude, and that good old millennial commitment to a happy lifestyle, and not necessarily the money, is going to become stronger and stronger. Millennials will overwhelm the traditional money thinking in the next three to five years. What does that mean? Money versus power. Let's break it down a little bit more because I know this is, you're still going, okay, I'm not seeing it yet. Let me bring it into focus for you. The individuals right now that are powerful because they have technology and innovation on their side, they're starting to create a workplace, a culture, an environment that is conducive to their way of life. 
in several different ways. I'll give an example. Most millennials have watched their grandparents or their parents who are baby boomers or Gen Xers work and work and miss baseball games and they miss football games and they miss recitals and they missed everything because they were chasing the money because they wanted this money to be able to create an experience and create a lifestyle and to create a future for these millennials. Frankly, they, they chased it so hard that they turned off a lot of these millennials and millennials don't want to become like their parents and their grandparents. They don't want to work 60 hours a week. They don't want to work 80 hours a week. Doesn't matter how big the paycheck is. They want a better quality of life. They want to have experiences in life. They want to go to work with a smile on their face and leave with a smile on their face. So what does that mean? That means this is our workforce of not just tomorrow, but now this is the workforce of today. So now let's talk about population and numbers and how that affects things. If we have this small group of individuals who I consider the money, who are still trying to overpower the thinking, the culture, the commitment, the lifestyle, and the beliefs of another generation, but the sheer numbers and the population of these individuals in power right now and they're really leading the charge based upon their financial beliefs and trying to charge and supercharge their beliefs onto this next generation. It's a losing battle. There's another millennial entering the workforce every day, and every day there's another baby boomer leaving the workforce. Are you with me now? So for every baby boomer that had this work ethic that it was okay to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. There's another millennial coming on board who thinks 30 to 40 is it's a good number. I don't need to take a four-week cruise to the Mediterranean. I can put on my virtual goggles. I can go there virtually and it's just as real and I can control the environment a little bit more. I don't have to worry about the risk of terrorism, the inconvenient travel of airports and TSA security. It's just as fun. I'm connected. I can Uber it across town. I don't need a Rolls Royce. I'll just Uber myself across town and some guys, whatever. Some guys 3 Series who just purchased a nice pre-owned BMW and became an Uber driver because he was able to control his own schedule, see his kids more while he goes to school or while he grows his own business, his technology company, whatever it may be. It's a, it's a whole other lifestyle and a subculture of power that is growing right under our noses. Depends on whose nose you may have. Depends on if you have a money nose or a power nose or just a big, big, big nose that's big enough for things to grow under it, like a shade tree. I don't know. Anyway, enough of the nose things. There's a doctor that can handle that for you depending on the size of your nose, if you like it smaller, bigger, wider, shorter. So what's going to happen? How does this story end? How does the story end this battle? It's not even a battle, folks. This is a full-on war between money and power. Where are you going to see the casualties next, you ask? I'm glad you asked that question. 
I'd say that the people that are in danger right now are the people that are standing in the middle. And you know how I feel about people on the middle. And you know how I feel about people who stand in the middle of anything. Pick a side. Go to the left, go to the right, go to the light, go to the dark. Do something. Declare what you're going to do, but pick a side. People that are lukewarm, people that just kind of stand in the middle, are always the first casualties. Even if they're not participating actively in that battle or in that war, they're always the first to go. And I'll tell you why the transitioners are the ones that are in true danger right now. Because they're standing in the middle of this growing, rising power and this money that's fighting to stay in control. And if someone's had control for years and years and years, they're never going to just lay down and die. They're never going to curl up in a knot and just give up their power and give up their their finances and their money. It's not going to happen. And then you have this other side, the opposition that's pushing for a better lifestyle, a better work experience, telecommuting, more innovation and technology, more transparency in business. There's a war going on. So if you're this really nice person and you're this transitioner, and and let me explain what a transitioner is in this case. The transitioner, once again, are the individuals who are brokering this power and brokering this money. It's the middle managers. It's the executives that are in between two generations. The board of directors on one side is used to running their business one way. And that's the way they're going to run their business. And they're not going to slow down to change their thinking for the next generation. Frankly, they may not live enough to see the next generation. Maybe they don't just don't care. Maybe they're set in their ways. Maybe they just like a good fight. They just want to see who wins between power and money. That's like the epic battle between Godzilla and Gamera. King Kong. Everybody likes that fight, right? Transformers. Hmm? That was always a good one. See which Transformers is going to win. People like a good epic battle. People like a good war sometimes. And that's where we're at. No one's going to back down. Money is not backing down. And this rising power is not going to back down. So this collision is going to be epic. It's going to be a major collision. There's going to be whiplash when these two things really meet in the middle and, and just collide against each other at some point. Right now, they're just kind of rubbing against each other like uh, tectonic plates, like a small trimmer, like just a little baby earthquake. They're just, you can feel the rumbling, but it hasn't quite collided yet. When the collision of money and power occurs, the transitioners, the people standing in the middle, will be the first to go because money is going to say, get out of the way. I am tired of you trying to be nice. I'm tired of you trying to build this bridge between innovation technology and this new way of thinking. I don't believe in it. I don't believe you. I don't trust in you. And you're out. So transitioners, here's what I've got to say to you. Pick a side soon because you'll be the first one who's ejected, who is just brutalized when these two sides smash you in the middle. Pick a side. And young people, millennials we look at as weak. They're not weak, guys. I'm telling you this. Their convictions, their culture, their beliefs, their attitude, their lifestyle, they're willing to die for it just like some of the individuals who's served in World War II in Vietnam or the Gulf War. 
The conviction is there. They're in it to win it. So if you think they're not, and you think you're going to overpower the way they live, the way they think, come again. So what does this all mean? Transitioners, you're in a bad place. And you're going to have to evolve, or you're going to have to become very persuasive and become an expert in what you do, what you manage, what you deliver, what you stand for, how you lead. Everyone who's standing in the middle right now is a middle manager between innovation, globalization, old money, and new power. You're going to have to become an expert, a guru, right now to stay in the game. Who goes next? How does this happen next? These are just my predictions, by the way, which are normally pretty darn accurate. But hey, it's not the gospel. It's just the prediction of someone who sees it coming, who's been watching the battle, watching the war. And and the farther I try to get away from this war, the closer it gets to me. It's like living on an island that's erupting with lava. And at some point, there's nowhere else to run. That hot lava just keeps rolling towards you. And you got to make a decision. Do you jump in the water and, or swim away? Or do you get on an airplane and get away? Or do you evolve into this lava-living creature who can take the heat? But you got to make a change. You have to evolve. Something's got to occur here. Transitioners, you're in trouble. You're going to be under attack from both sides. Because this emerging power is not going to want to hear about the benefits and the knowledge and the wisdom and passing down this and the rewards and the benefits of working 60, 70 hours a week, at certain point, they're going to revolt against you. There's going to be a revolt from the emerging rising power of millennials. And there's going to be an accountability that drops on you like a hammer from the money who says, I don't care. Get it done or get out. And you got to make a decision. You need to start thinking about which side you're going to pick because it's coming soon. Three to five years, things in this country and globally are going to be 100% different than they are today. Take it to the bank. Just a prediction. Something you might want to start paying attention to. Watch the subculture. Watch the undercurrents. Watch the new pressures that are on every American business just about. At least are the ones that aren't paying attention, who aren't making moves to create better workplaces, more training, making concessions, finding out what motivates individuals. It's coming. Who's going to win the war, you ask? I'm glad you asked that. Power is power. The power of water against a rock eventually wears it down. And money can be like a rock, but the unrelenting, force of power all I can say is this your rock better be pretty high off the ground if you plan on winning against the unrelenting waves of power what does that mean for me what does that mean for Victor Young with this war my solution is this I have got to start acknowledging the individual's that are innovative and that are younger and their beliefs and their lifestyle and their commitments and their approach to family versus my approach to family 
and my approach to success and my definition of success, I've got to start opening myself up to that a little bit more, a little bit faster. That's my belief. Now, just because I have to open myself up to it doesn't mean that I just change and throw the towel in. No. But I've got to do something different. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more on the next episode of The Daily Life Coach. If this is the first time listening to our podcast, check us out. Like us on Facebook, The Daily Life Coach. Follow me on LinkedIn, Victor Young. Catch me on Twitter and Instagram at the Victor Young. Thanks again for listening. And remember, share the knowledge. Make sure the person to your left and your right is aware of what you know. It's the only way to make your environment more productive, more efficient, more profitable. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to The Daily Life Coach. I am your host, Victor Young.